Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Welcome to episode 98, Shining a Light on Your Shadow with Melissa Carroll. Melissa is the creator of the online course, Shadow and Light. Melissa and I met at college at the University of Tampa, and we became friends after meeting in Delta Gamma sorority. She's someone that I'm grateful to call my friend, and I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. Melissa shares information about stepping into your power and how to stop giving your power away. We talk about shadow integration and how it can show up in every area of your life. Negative self-judgment can sabotage our happiness in other areas of our life, and I cannot wait for you to listen to the show. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. I'm so excited about today because I have my friend and creator of Shadow and Light Online Course, Melissa Carroll, and she's amazing. (laughs) We are going to talk all about really um, stepping into your power, right? And the power behind stepping into your power, because there's so many pieces to it, and we're going to get into that today. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm in Tony's seat. I I love it. (laughs) I know, it's so funny. I love having guests over here. I've been doing it the past couple of times, and it's fun. This is so much fun. I know. I love this, and I love talking about these concepts which help us be more empowered so we stop giving our precious power away in scenarios, in um, emotions that aren't really helpful, that aren't supportive of us. And this is all tying into shadow integration. Yes. So and you're the pro with this. <laughs> and I had never really, I've heard of it, but I didn't really know much about it until I started talking to you about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I wish I studied this years ago. Me too. <laughs> Me too. If I had learned about shadow integration processes years ago, it would have saved me so much stress and suffering and heartache, especially for spiritual people yes. and especially for creative people, because we tend to really be hard on ourselves. We tend to have a lot of self-criticism and self-judgment and that can sabotage not only our happiness and our relationships, but our careers. And that's true. No, that's so true. It does what can happen and it happens to everyone, especially if you're in entrepreneurship. It's almost like you put the gas on and then you put the brake on. The gas on the brake on. And it's always because of our own thoughts and that. Um, fear of success or fear fear of failure and that inner chatter that's going on. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And this is really the starting point to shadow work, shadow integration. And the shadow itself is really just a term that we use for the unconscious mind. And if you think about like an iceberg, uh, this is a really common image, you know, you have the water line, the top of the iceberg is your conscious mind. These are all the things that you are consciously aware of, your likes, your dislikes, your preferences, your opinions, all that stuff that you know, that you believe, that's your un- that's your conscious mind, that's the tip of the iceberg. But we know that below the water surface, there's a much bigger glacier underneath. That's your unconscious mind. And your unconscious 
is really those more powerful drivers, those motivations and those beliefs that are influencing how you feel about yourself, how you feel about the world, and that, that shapes your behaviors and your emotions. That It really governs how we live our lives, and the trick is we're not aware of it, you know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and then we bring in these situations that connect to the things that we do or, or don't want. Yes. And I know we've had a lot of conversations about this over the past like month, mm -hmm. about things that can come up, and. You know things that we don't like that could pop up i know for me personally like you have that inner dialogue and you're like i don't want this to happen to me this is a pattern that shows up and it always come back comes back to us yes we blame our external circumstances we blame other people and yeah. yet shadow work really invites us to recognize that we're the ones we are the conscious creators of our realities and we are yeah. drawing in these same patterns and so that's actually a great flashlight into the the shadow into the depths um, this is why shadow work is so important it's so powerful because we aren't aware of this stuff but like those themes those patterns and those scenarios or like those people that keep yeah, showing up yeah. in your life um, that's pointing you toward unresolved shadow stuff yes yeah <laughs> so I think when it gets to that point because it could happen to me like the same thing for years and years until I start getting sick of myself telling the story exactly I don't know if that's what normally happens with you know, I know you have a whole online course on shadow work, so you probably have different people coming in and they're in different situations, but when is it that it hits someone that, oh wait, that's my that's my shadow, that's part of me. Yeah, this, this is the first stage of shadow. It's shining the light on okay. your shadow to discover what's really there. And like we just mentioned, if you start to get curious um, and you start to observe, there are a couple quick ways that you can figure out what's in your shadow. Oh, okay. Those, those same scenarios that keep coming back for you, that's a good sign. Like, oh, I clearly haven't resolved this issue within myself. My friend, um, she was a participant in our eight-week uh, shadow work course. She had this great phrase, I'll never forget it. She says, you know, it's like the same problems keep showing up in my life. They, they're just wearing different outfits. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's like you change a career because you're unhappy with your boss or you're unhappy with that situation, but you find the same emotional undercurrents bubbling up even though you switched jobs. You, you know, you move to a new city, but you're still taking your shadow with you to yes. that new place. That is such a good way of putting it out there. That yeah. makes so much sense. And another really good way to look at what's in your shadow is to discover your shoulds and your shouldn'ts. Oh, and this, this is that um, inner dialogue, that chatter that you were saying. Yeah. That's what's always running in the background of our brains. And if you have this background chatter, don't worry. You are not alone. You are not wrong. You are not flawed. You are not bad. It's super common. We all have it. Um, the shoulds and the shouldn'ts are those ingrained beliefs that we've taken in just from being members of a greater culture, of a society. Yeah. This is actually the, the first step in the course. This is where we begin. We start to look at all of those statements like I should be this, I shouldn't be this, that you were taught when you were young. So like mm -hmm. one that I've had is I should be nice. 
which seems very helpful, right? <laughs> this is the other um, thing that I need to qualify in shadow work. We never look at any situation or any emotion or any quality as right or wrong or good or bad because yeah. those labels have a host of emotions and stories attached to them and self-judgment. Self-judgment will only keep you locked in the same patterns. So compassion is like this key ingredient that can help us start to shift our energy and gain our power back. Mm -hmm. um, so as you're looking at your shoulds and your shouldn'ts, you know, be curious and be kind to yourself through the process. And like, so if you're, if, if you're like me and you had a, a story, if you were taught growing up, you should be nice, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was as, as a young child, it was like, Melissa, you should be a good girl. Yes. So what does that mean? Um, that means, you know, not maybe yelling or speaking up. So that translates to me 36 years later <laughs> as not wanting confrontation or overanalyzing every situation because I want to be seen as nice, yeah. you know? Um, really worrying about things and getting my energy all enmeshed in other people and what they think of me. And this is what you were saying. I love that yes. image of putting the brake pedal on. Mm -hmm. I didn't create my online course for two years, even though I wanted to, because right. I was afraid of what other people would think of me. And like I sabotaged myself because I just wanted to be nice, kind of wanted to stay in my lane and yeah. just do what was expected of me. I can totally <laughs> relate because I always have been like that type of person that I wanted to be in the background. Mm. Like that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be in the background. But at the same time, part of that is if you're in the background and you say that you want to be in the background, then you may not be seen as much and then you're not putting your energy out there and helping people. And then yeah. also I had the story of, oh, I don't feel included in certain situations. So that came up. So I'm like, do I really want to be in the background? If right. that's the story that I've been telling for all the years, you know? Exactly. So it's so interesting how that happens. And I think as spiritual, like I'm putting in quotes, spiritual entrepreneurs, those of you who are listening on iTunes, you're not seeing this, but <laughs> we have this thought or the, the society, whatever it is that we're putting the pressure on ourselves that we have to be perfect little nuns. I actually got rid of that in my mind when I left teaching the third grade, because when I was teaching the third grade, I really thought that I had to be the perfect teacher. If I was out in public, I had to make sure I looked a certain way. And I didn't even know I was doing it until I left teaching. And it I'm was like, in your shadow. I feel free. Like I can dress however I want. Like I'm back in college. I can do whatever I want. So when I came into mediumship, a lot of people come into mediumship and they want to be this perfect medium and look a certain way. But I actually was like, yay, I can be free doing this. Right. So because I had the teacher thing. Yes. First. So that's this other tricky thing. Like I should be spiritual. That's yes. a should. These shoulds are so dangerous right. because they create this set of judgments on ourselves and on other people yeah. that can just keep us locked in these cycles of suffering. And that's what I love about shadow integration. It's yeah. um, not about shaming ourselves and saying like, oh, I'm so bad. I have this sabotaging thought. It's actually the opposite. It's saying yeah. like, I can embrace all of who I am. Like to be spiritual, to me, a spiritual person shouldn't get angry, but you're human, mm -hmm. right? And human beings feel anger. 
yeah. human beings feel every piece of the spectrum of what it means to be alive on this planet. Exactly. And so what do you do when you have a bout of anger? Do you immediately judge yourself and be like, oh gosh, I'm supposed to be so spiritual. I should know better. I should be more evolved, right? Now we're in this cycle, this mental chatter, that's a downward spiral. Yeah, and then it makes you, you forget what you're even angry about and you feel more guilty about being mad than the actual emotion that was coming up in the first place. So it is like a cycle. It's so true. Guilt and shame are like these heavy coats that wrap around these shoulds and shouldn't beliefs, yeah. these thought patterns that we have. And it's great because you start just to like let go of those coats and those layers when you left teaching to become a medium. You were like, oh, I'm free now. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And that I think that's why I like when I'm teaching the other mediums, whether it's about business and mediumship or you know, talking about mediumship development, my big thing is, is don't conform into any one way to do mediumship. Right. Even if I'm teaching, I'm like, if it doesn't resonate with you, if there's certain areas, like leave that behind and take the things that, that resonate with you by your own experiences too. Because exactly. it is easy to be putting yourself in a box. Like I know as a medium, um, you know, the typical thing is, is you have to do a certain amount of readings or you have to do your readings in a certain type of place. But if we're all walking around doing it a certain way, then we're not even being ourselves anyways. Right. There's you no know? individual unique expression shining forth. And yeah. um, that's so beautiful. You are teaching your mediums how to let go of these shoulds and shouldn'ts by stepping into their own power, right. stepping into their own light and letting it like look however it needs to look for them. And one of the, the, my favorite words around this process is permission. Like yes. we have to give ourselves permission. Mm -hmm. um, I do this exercise in the online course where I have everyone write, uh, give themselves a permission slip. Oh, like I you love actually, that. like as a teacher, right? Yes. You can relate to this in totally. school. Give yourself a permission slip. Like I am allowed to feel whatever I feel this week. Yeah. Like even if it doesn't conform to what I believe in my unconscious that like a spiritual person should feel. Like if right. I'm feeling depressed, you know, you're not gonna come out of the trench of depression by judging yourself for exactly. feeling depressed. You have to pour oodles of self-compassion and friendliness and acceptance for yourself, not so that you stay stuck in that mire of depression, but that you can start to shift your energy That's and so get true. yourself up eventually. That's so true. And it reminds me of, I think when I stopped, um, I'm not saying it's completely stopped because of course we're human, so it's, things are going to come up. But when I shifted my perspective about like being positive and being a certain way, it was after I read the book Dying to Be Me by yes. Anita Morjani. So that was like the big thing is Anita's book where she died, went to heaven, had this experience where she thought being positive and being a certain way and being a people pleaser actually did her a complete disservice. Yes. And it kind of reminds me as you're talking about this, about that book and that experience. And I think it is so important to show up for who we are, but also that self-analyzing of like, oh, did I say that right? Did they understand it? That's a thing that can come up. Oh, like, yeah. I think for me, like caring about what people think that are closely connected to me, like I want to make sure they understand my intention. Mm -hmm. That's always been something, right. you know, like I want to make sure that they understand me truly what my intention is. 
Right. The beautiful thing about these processes of like integrating that bottom part of the iceberg, all that unconscious right. stuff, integrating it into the light of your conscious awareness is that the more whole and connected and integrated you become within yourself, the more you actually become this living example of how to how to be with right. all of who you are and not have these like splinters and fractures and inner conflicts of like self-judgment and self-criticism our inner world will reflect outward in all yeah. our relationships and like you've actually taught me that you've helped me heal one of my people pleasing <laughs> stories it goes back to i should be nice yeah. i should be nice has made me a people pleaser and it's led to severe burnout so yes, many health i've had so many health problems because i've said yes and i've overcommitted because i want to be I want to be helpful. I should yeah. be helpful. I should be nice. I should be spiritual. I should I should say yes to this. Mm -hmm. Um you've helped me by example, not because you sat me down and taught mm -hmm. me, but just by the living example of setting boundaries yourself, yeah. setting healthy boundaries. Um that's an that's an expression of self-love. That's an action that reveals like no, I have to honor my energy i have to honor my power your energy and your power are the same thing yeah that's so true and i feel like it was a process oh yeah and i think it was after nick passed that that happened where i started to put up my boundaries because i had no energy to give people so i really had to be aware of like what do i want right now like i can't think about everyone else because i was so focused on making sure everyone else was okay before he passed yes and him passing i was like i have nothing to give and I have to replenish myself. And if it doesn't feel right, I, I can't do it. Like there, I have no emotional capacity right. to do this. So it actually was in that, the lowest point of my life, that it actually helped me figure out what my expectations and boundaries were for other people. That's brilliant. Isn't that incredible yeah. that you, from this extremely dark, difficult place, it was this, this beautiful lesson as yeah. well. And you were forced to understand your boundaries because exactly, you, yes. you were depleted. And you, had you were there during that time. I mean, you were there for through everything when that was happening. And I'm so grateful for that because I don't know how I would do it without you. You're one of the people that was there. But it is one of those things that sometimes we need, not saying a tragic experience to change things, but we need to like really think like, what do I want? Because you can start being resentful to people and they're crossing boundaries that they didn't even know that you had because you didn't know that you had them until they crossed something. Exactly. So people, I, I, I like to believe that the majority of people don't even realize when they are crossing boundaries right. because we're not establishing boundaries. Yes. So exactly. how would they know? It's only when we as individuals say, okay, I have to give myself permission um, after a reading. I need to do this little ritual for myself. I need to take yeah. 20 minutes. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I know it can be in practice to give yourself 20 minutes of meditative space, of silence, to go outside in nature, yeah. to eat nourishing foods, to do whatever you need to do to restore and give yourself your power back, right? I, I love that and it's so true. And I want them to learn more about the things that you're offering too. Yeah. Um, because there's so much more that we could talk about. I know, we could there's- talk for like hours. We could. Um, 
I know you have something coming up that yeah. is a webinar too. Can you tell us the name of that? Which yes, I love. it's actually like exactly <laughs> it. what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the name of the webinar is Screw the Shoulds. <laughs> and it is, I, I take you step by step through how to um, really look at some of those stories and it will involve, it's, it's like an online masterclass. So yes. you'll definitely be journaling and, and looking at some of your stories. This is essentially the first module in the course. Um, just a little taste of that first module um, because the webinar is to celebrate the launch of my online course called Shadow and Light. And I do it in tandem with my co-teacher, Ashley Sweet, who is is a licensed mental health counselor and she's actually the one who taught me shadow integration she brought me on as a yoga teacher and a writer um, to help instill some of these more energetic and creative practices mm -hmm. to blend with the psychological practices that she does in her clinical work That's so beautiful. it's yeah it's really powerful stuff and we've seen incredible results with our students. It's really beautiful. Well, I can't wait for some of the people here to join because yes. I know how much transformation can take place. I mean, even just sitting and having this conversation now, it shifts something, you know, just listening to it and talking with you. Um, so tell us where we can get more info about the webinar. Is it on your website? Can yes. You tell us your website. Yep. It, you can find out all the information on my website. It's theyogawriter.com. I'm, I'm a yoga teacher and an author. So theyogawriter, uh, R I W R I T E R. It would help if I could spell my <laughs> website name. And the, your books are on there too, right? Yes. On your website. Okay, good. Yep, exactly. So you can find info about the books, about the course about the webinar, all that good stuff. Yay, I'm so <laughs> excited about this. Thank you so much for taking your time and energy and we're gonna continue the conversation in the Mediumship Mastery Membership Circle where we'll dive right into really specific things about this connected to medium. So I'm excited for that too. Me too, thank so you. Thank you, Melissa. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.